Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today on the newscast, as tensions between the U.S. and China grow, America remains reliant on Beijing's hostile communist regime for crucial medical supplies. Learn how Israel and the Abraham Accords nations could help change that dangerous equation. Next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. What would you say if I told you that 95% of all ibuprofen imported into the United States and up to 45% of all penicillin was supplied by a nation that may be America's greatest adversary and that America is reliant on that very same adversary for crucial medical and pharmaceutical needs? You'd probably say that's a major national security threat Yet that's exactly what the U.S. is facing right now due to its dependency on communist China. Now, you can only imagine, folks, the ramifications if tensions between the U.S. and China continue to grow and Beijing decided to shut off this vital supply chain. Thankfully, there is a possible solution and it can be found in the Middle East. Our good friend Heather Johnston of the U.S.-Israel Education Association is back to break down how Israel and other Abraham Accords nations could help solve this dangerous supply chain problem. Take a look. Heather, great to have you back with us here on The Watchman Show on a very important issue. I think many of our viewers would be shocked to know how reliant the U.S. is on China for vital medical supplies and health care needs. Heather, tell us how this happened and why this reliance on China, especially when we have supply chain problems, serious supply chain problems, is a potential national security threat? Yes. If you can imagine that we really came to the huge realization during COVID-19 of the painstaking risk that we have with most of our pharmaceutical ingredients manufactured in China. And that ability of China to cut that supply chain, to stop producing, we have a national security threat. We're under a watch, really, having our pharmaceuticals located primarily in China. Heather, unbelievable. I'm stunned, and I follow this very closely as you do. I think it's some 95% of all ibuprofen in the United States yeah. comes from China. Yeah. And Heather, as you mentioned, yeah. I think COVID really exposed this dependency uh, on the communist regime in Beijing, which is an adversary of the United States. And suppose there was a conflict or greater conflict between the U.S. and China. This seems like a lever the Chinese government could use against America. It's interesting how China has clung on to the manufacturing of our primary pharmaceutical ingredients as well as devices, and that includes our top 48 medicines that are used by Americans every single day. Number one, the regime in Beijing is very happy about this. Number two, the thing that's frustrating, Heather, is we let this happen, but 
there is a potential solution that you're working very hard on with the U.S.-Israel Education Association and on Capitol Hill. It is called friendshoring. Tell us what mm -hmm. that is and how the Abraham Accords peace treaties in the Middle East could play a role in this. One of the top foreign policy priorities today in Congress is to figure out how we're going to get our 10,000 critical supply pharmaceutical chains out of China and into a friendlier amical nation or group of nations for support. And so with that in mind, they've been sort of scouring where can we go? Well, as you know, the Abraham Accords treaties opened up an entire new staging ground, including Israel and their high-tech biomedical society. It's unbelievable what we have going on in Israel and that U.S. life sciences collaboration with Israel. But the future will be friendshoring. That is how we're going to get a diversification, a fortification of our critical supply chains. Um, and I think we're going to look to the Abraham Accords to do that. This is exciting, by the way. Number one, that we won't be reliant on an adversary for these crucial, crucial needs. But number two, Israel, the United Arab Emirates, for instance, these Abraham Accords nations, they're allies of the United States. We share common interests. We do share common interest, and we also share an interest in the pharmaceutical supply chains. So if you can kind of think to yourself that the UAE is very keen on what is called biosimilars, or the generic drug uh, manufacturing, you've got our friendly nations with Bahrain, who is looking for how they can participate in manufacturing products for the United States in the area of pharmaceuticals, how they can take a portion of what they could possibly produce out of that. Morocco in the same way, already has a staging ground for manufacturing. And of course, Israel, the giant in research and development, the possibility for doing our clinical trials over there, um, it's endless. It's fascinating. You've done so much work on the Abraham Accords and to see it not only blessing the Middle East, but potentially blessing the United States as well is an exciting thing. Hey, speaking of Israel, you've also talked about the need for an FDA bureau, Food and Drug Administration Bureau, in the Middle East, in particular in Israel. Why is that a necessity in your view? Well, the FDA bureau um, eases the way. And so if you can imagine that we have three FDA bureaus in China, three in India, and we've got a couple in Europe, and then there are none in the Middle East. And so the idea of an FDA bureau opens up the region so that you've got technical support, technical assistance. You've got a way to provide a way for advice on just facilitating U.S. products and getting them back to the United States. An FDA bureau is essential for being able to ease the way. If you have to reach an FDA leader in the United States and you're eight hours away, imagine how difficult that is. It cuts down on time to have a presence in the region. Another stunning fact that you're sharing with us, Heather, to me, the Middle East is the most strategic region in the world. So if we have bureaus in other regions, we should certainly have one in the Middle East. You're talking to us, which is great, but you're also working very hard on Capitol Hill and talking to lawmakers on a bipartisan basis. Tell us more about that. Well, our job has been to provide the research, to really educate members of Congress on this. It's not a hard lift. People are reading the news. They're seeing supply chain problems. We're seeing the risks, painstaking risks, 
So what we're doing is just showing a way forward, that there's another opportunity out there. We're actually doing several things, Eric. One is we're looking at what are those risky supply problems that we have in the area of pharmaceuticals. And if you can imagine, there are probably about 10,000 uh, what they are calling APIs or American pharmaceutical ingredients that have got to move out of China. So we're looking at what are those supply chain problems and then helping Congress discover how we can best legislate as it concerns getting an FDA bureau in the region. To my mind, this is one of the great untold national security threats right now facing the United States. And I'm so thankful that you are shining a light on this. Heather, always great to see you. Keep up your great work. God bless. We'll see you again soon. Thank you, Eric. Good to be with you. Thanks again to our good friend Heather Johnson for her great work. And thank you for joining us here today on The Watchman. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.